0: In the Wild West world of podcasting, there is one podcast that is authentic and genuine and continues to stand tall in its originality. Based on a passion for his guests, their work, and his love of podcasting, Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast get amazing, diverse, unique guests found nowhere else. The variety and quality are endless. There is something for everyone. Derek Thomas is the hero you deserve. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Welcome to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Here is Derek Thomas. Okay. Hello, my name is Rudy Ramos, and uh, you are listening to Monday Morning Critic.
1: So, Rudy, I'm going to say, uh, you know, going through your career, um, it's almost like startling realizing, like looking at all your credits and how amazing your career has been, the length what you've done. Like, it's almost unheard of for actors to have that long of a career. Uh, Do you feel the same way? Do you feel like it's been quite an achievement for you?
0: Uh, Yeah, actually, you know, uh, I do. Uh, You know, I've been doing this for 53 years. I've been a working actor, and it's been over seven decades. The the 1969 is when I got my... uh, My Screen Actors Guild card, and we are twenty, twenty, almost twenty-three. Wow! Seven decades, and you know, and all of that. uh, I've had a lot of ups and downs, but there's been a lot more ups than downs.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I started out on the world stage, uh, doing a television series that was already a hit when I came into it, called The High Chaparral. Yeah. And it's it's a legendary western, and now here I am, fifty something years later. I mean another legendary western. And it's like you know I'm coming down the home stretch. I understand that, but uh, it's yeah. I, I, you know most people don't do you know seven decades because they're smart enough to get out after a while. <laughs> but I I I love my acting and, and uh, you know I that's just what I do. You know I have a real passion for it. I love I love working. And when I'm not doing film, I'm doing stage. Right. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's been a very nice career, I can say that. Yeah, and you've
1: played a variety of characters. Uh, Rudy, what is your ethnicity? Because Ramos is more of like a Latino name, but I feel like, what is your ethnicity? I, I, I was wondering that going through it, because over those 70 years, you've played a ton of different parts of, you know, different ethnicities. So,
0: what, what, if you don't mind me asking you, what oh, is no, your... Oh, no, I th- don't. And, and i played many different tribes, too. I, I am a, a Mexican native uh, from the Azteca band. Uh and mm-hmm. and uh, uh I'm half. I'm half is my Mashika is my tribe, Mashica. Yeah. And that's yeah. a Mexican native, like you know, an Alaska native or Canadian native. You know, right. natives all over the place. It's not just ma- Native Americans. We're right. all brothers, we're all brothers. Right. So my tribe is Mashika. It is a band of the Aztecas in uh not, kind of just south of the El Paso border. Uh, mostly that tribe is down in there. It was um Oh, maybe around Durango and Chihuahua in that area there. Yes. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I, I uh, brings plenty on Yellowstone, always keeps me uh, informed as to what I am and, and, and where I'm from. So, but yeah. I was raised uh, with, in Lawton, Oklahoma, uh, with uh, in, in the black section of town, and it was all natives and blacks and uh, very few whites. And they were, the, the tribes were uh, Kiowa, Comanche, Apache, and some Pimas. So that's that's my upbringing. I, I really didn't learn to speak Spanish until I, because we weren't allowed to speak Spanish there because it, it was like, could get you in trouble or have a lot of, you know, people would make fun of, uh, and not meaning to, well, maybe they were meaning to, but it was just uh, what my parents went through. They didn't want us to go through that. So they only spoke English to us. And I learned Spanish when I came out. I was like twenty, twenty, uh, to California, and then I learned little by little by little because you know it's this real Spanish-speaking uh, community, in Los Angeles, and that's where that's where I was for twelve years. So uh, I've had the I've had the best of both worlds, been able to share both cultures, be able to explore both cultures through my work, and it's uh, it's very cool.
1: Yeah, it certainly is, Rudy. Did you find out acting early on when you started being a, a Latino actor? Do you feel like it was difficult? Do you feel like you had to overcome obstacles? Uh, you mentioned speaking, you know, Spanish. Do you feel like you had obstacles that perhaps other actors did not have early on?
0: Uh, early on, you know, I was I was too young and too inexperienced to even yeah. think about working. I was just I f- fell into acting by accident through one thing after another meeting this this person, and then I met another person who took, who set up an audition for, not an audition, but a meeting with mm-hmm. Jane Murray, who's a legendary casting director at MGM. She did all those TV shows. And this lady that I met had a good, real strong feeling about me, and I didn't know what it was, so, but she wanted me to meet this lady, Jane Murray, so I did. And that lady, Jane Murray, talked to me for about 20 minutes one day out at MGM studio. And she sent me to my first mentor, Man by the name of Sherman Marks, who was from the Actors Studio in New York, the Directors Unit. Okay, he was in California t- doing television, and he had an acting workshop. Uh, uh, it was um. It was a scene study, uh, workshop, and it was yeah. all professional. And here I am, this young kid from Oklahoma, and I had never been around anything like that. But he he took a liking to me and invited me to be in his class, and I studied with him for. For two years, actually, he would let me work. For the first six months, he made me just sit and watch. And I watched. I watched actors working. They were short scenes, seven minutes long was his, you know, that's as long as he let you go because he wanted you to work on developing your character and from working from the inside out and as privately as you could. And that was great training for me. So when I got a, a call to go out and audition for the High Chaparral, I was, I was, trained i was well trained so right. and they were having trouble casting that part anyway they had already sh- screen tested two guys for the part but i i was the last one seen because when i went in i got it that day wow so, yeah wow. and the I, next week the next week i was shooting my first episode at tucson arizona Wow. And the actor's studio is is a very prestigious place. I think that's the James
1: Lipton. He used to have a show inside the actor's studio. Yeah. It's a very prestigious acting school. So it sounds like that really did you,
0: you and your career, a lot of good. Yes, it did. And Sherman and uh, and I were together for like eight years and then he passed away suddenly with a heart attack. But all of those things he instilled in me have never gone away ever, ever, ever. Everything that he taught me, I still remember. And it's, it, it's helped me all along with with my work. It's always been private. Uh, it's you know everything that he that he taught me pertain to you know film acting too, not just on stage. On stage, you just have more time to rehearse, and I and I need time to rehearse. And when I get that time to rehearse, then I can really get loose because you know you're free from from your from your words. Yep. Once you're free from your words, now you're really cooking. Yep. So. Now, television, movies, it's different. You don't get that rehearsal. So uh, hopefully you get your material early on so you can rehearse, because I know how to rehearse. You can rehearse by yourself. And so you're not just got it the day before and you got to go in and do the scene and you're really just kind of doing words and and be as believable as you can. So it's been a, a great journey for me, the acting. You know, I've learned a lot about myself, through acting, I've learned a lot about life and other cultures uh, from from my work. And none of this would have ever happened had it not been for this work. I've been able to see most of the world on someone else's dime. So that, <laughs> yeah. that, that would have never happened either. Yeah. So it's, it, I'm, I'm very grateful for, for what I've had. And e- even Yellowstone, you know, I was, this is season five and I'm still with them. I was only yeah. supposed to do the first two shows of season one and season one turned into seven shows. Wow. And and at one, one season one turned into season five. So, you know, that's Taylor Sheridan. Those Taylor liked what I did and, and he had already written the first five scripts. So I was in the first two was not in three, four and five, but when I finished my work on, uh, uh, episode two of season one yeah he came up to me and gave me a big hug because he's a hugger
1: and,
0: <laughs> and I'm so I'm so proud of you and wait till you see what I got for you in episode six and that's when I found out I was coming back and I ended up finishing the season with him. So
1: Rudy, didn't you tell him didn't you tell him at one point listen if I'm going out I want a glorious death I want to be <laughs> his response was great, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it was. I, I was always teasing him. Now, you know, when you got, what did I say to him? Whenever you kill me off, it's yeah. got to be a big, big, big thing, Taylor. And he said, oh, Rudy, I'm not going to kill you off. I only kill off the young ones, not the old ones. <laughs> so, and That's so great. Far, so far, it's, it's, I'm still there. And Some of the younger ones are gone. They didn't get killed, but, you know, the flashbacks, yeah. this yeah. and that. You're- you know
1: rudy i was looking at your career and, and i was thinking about tv in 2022 you know like right now there's like hundreds of shows available yeah. and, and your your in your filmography early on you know i i'm old enough to know that in eight o'clock on cbs it was this show like when you had these shows that i'm about to mention for those listening or watching like these were these shows it's not like you had a ton of options you had what was on cbs nbc abc maybe something else and that was it so when you were on these shows that's a big big deal. It
0: was Fox wasn't even a network yet. It was No. Also you can add PBS to that, but I never did PBS thing. But yeah, ABC, NBC, and and uh, uh NBC. Yep. yep. That was it. And you I did. Yeah. I did a lot of guest shots on the big shows. Yeah, Yeah. You right. mentioned High Chaparral, Hawaii
1: 50, The Rockford Files which had the best song uh in the beginning of the theme. <laughs> St. Elsewhere, Knight Rider, you can see the plate behind me. I met William Daniels this year. Uh, MacGyver, you were in phenomenal movie colors. Beverly Hills Cop, and of course, we're going to get to Yellowstone. But that's a great, and I just took some of it. Like, I mean, there's a lot more. But like, that's a pretty impressive filmography, Rudy.
0: And I did some TV movies too. I did the first TV movie that had over 100 million uh, viewers. Wow. For for a two-day period, it was the Helter Skelter Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. Okay. Yep. Steve, Rails, Steve Railsback scared the pants off of the off of America. playing <laughs> Charles Manson, and I played his buddy, the biker Danny DiCarlo. Oh, I and forgot that about show, that.
1: Yeah. That show in
0: 1976 drew 100 million people over two years. So that's then, unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Yep. Yeah. Do you wow. remember? Do you remember a movie called Baby Jessica about the little girl who fell down in the well in Texas? Then?
1: Oh, that's right. I do remember. I that was a huge deal when that happened.
0: It was and it was a huge film too. And I was one of the stars of that film. I played the first police officer uh, on on the scene yeah. laid right there by that uh, by that pipe, talking to her the whole time.
1: Oh, okay. All yeah. right. So- so, so yeah, I, I had to leave some off because I mean that's so I mean that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, you know I remember uh, Rudy with, with my dad. I felt like you know we used to bond to westerns and to spaghetti westerns, and you know it's so nice to see them making a comeback. And I and and I said this to Denim. I I feel like Kevin Costner is our new Clint Eastwood, right? The guy who's so so is Taylor Sheridan. You can add them together. Like I yeah. feel like they're bringing it back. They're yes. making it cool and hip again. So it's like it's so awesome to see because there there's such a huge part of of culture both Native American culture western culture I can go on and on it's just such a vital part of of history rudy
0: yeah it 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 is and it's and it's just growing too i mean yeah. he's other he's doing other projects and he just he what a gift he has i mean he 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 writes things so quick i read an article about him today it's the best interview i've I've ever read about Taylor Sheridan yeah. and I read a lot of him too but yeah. he's just an amazing person and he writes fast. He he has a series coming up. I think it might be on now 1923. Yeah, yep yeah, just started. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh he knew who he wanted. He wanted uh uh the English actress. What's her name? Um, oh,
1: um it's, it's Harrison Ford
0: plays the lead. Um yes. mm, I'll think yeah. of it before. I'll think of it before the interview's up. He knew who he wanted before he wrote it. And Harrison Ford flew into his ranch in in, uh, in Texas, and they talked. And he said, "So can I see the material?" And he said, "I haven't written it yet. I just not need to know who I'm writing for." And he did the same thing to the actor, to the actress too. And they read the they, and when he wrote it, they read it and they loved it. Yeah, that's the way that's the way he works. He just goes 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 goes. He's like a machine, and it's all culturally correct. Doesn't matter what your culture are. Like yeah. in 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 eighteen eighty three, there were cultures from all over the country, going from Texas to Wyoming or Montana. They were they didn't even speak English. There was all different cultures, and he examines all those cultures and does them culturally correct. That's the best thing for me with the uh, with the natives and the mm-hmm. the way that they are written in his script in Yellowstone. I've. Ne- when I got this material to do my audition scene, I I, I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> and then when I read it, I thought, Oh, this is this is really a good part. I probably they're gonna go for West Studi or a Graham Green, two Academy Award nominees. Sure. But I had been out doing stage for six years, uh, doing one man show about Geronimo mm. and his later days and his side of the story and I, I was having the best time of my life because it is the best role i ever had mm. and it was written it was written for me but uh when i saw this material i i just i related to it i want i wanted it i wanted i wanted to make it mine so mm. i had about a week to work on it and i went in i had it i read for it they called me back right away and next time i went in it was about a week later and heard there was there was a big group of people in that room and you know if you've ever been an actor you know when there's a group of people in there it's it's an important part sure so i thought okay well and i just focused i was sharp i had been i had been my chops were sharp i had been working you know for six five six years around going around the country with that show wasn't doing any film nobody was knocking on my door i didn't even have an agent i had just gotten one got this audition. And when I finished my last line of the second scene, I heard someone say, yep, that's it. Wow. I couldn't, wow. See, couldn't see who said it. <laughs> wow. So when I went out into the inner office and I was leaving and Mr. Linson I got up and he, said, he thanked me for coming in. I thanked him for letting Mr. Linson, the other producer, mm. uh, with Kevin and, and um, Taylor. And there was a lady watching a, a screen like like I'm watching you right now. Right. And I said, did did you did you just see that scene I did in there? And she said, oh, no, no, this is somebody's audition tape. And I'm watching it for casting. I said, well, I heard somebody say, yep, that's it. And I couldn't see who did it. She said, oh, that's Taylor. He's in he's he's in he's in uh, where was he on Skype? He was in Utah on Skype. And he said, yep, that's it. So I was his guy. He cast me himself that's great is is because he's such a pristine writer and such a well-respected
1: writer is there pressure on you as an actor to get every word right because there's some writers there's some directors there's some showrunners that are okay if you get most of the script you know you miss a couple words here with a guy like Taylor Sheridan Rudy do you feel like there's pressure to get every single
0: thing down right well it's no I've never felt that pressure and 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 if 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 I did go off script for a minute, he probably wouldn't mind unless it was real important to him like a word or just a few words right uh, but he he writes such great material he writes like people talk, so it sticks uh, quicker than if it was other kind of other other writers writing of this, uh, they they write like I've had scripts before that just you know people didn't talk like that, but that was that was the script those were the words I was asked to say, and I've had trouble with stuff like that before. I've not gotten in trouble, but, you know, there's always the script girls or the script guys saying, Rudy, that's not what it says. And I said, yeah, but I'm rehearsing. Just give me a shot here. (laughs) Uh, But no, with Taylor, the words just flow out of your mouth because you don't have to really think about them. And, you know, and you get plenty of time uh, before you, you work like me, when they call me back, they always call me at least a month in advance to see if I'm available. Uh, let me see what I... yeah, I'm available, and then i they send me you know whatever it is I'm going to be doing, and I've got some time to work on it, So yeah. they don't they, he doesn't just throw it on you, and if we have to make some changes we've he's he's real cool with his actors, he's got world class actors, yeah and he of has, course. that yeah. that's what that group of people is, which I'm proud to be a part of yep uh we are we're there to serve Taylor to bring those words to life. Yeah. And we, and we've all have, have a lot of credits. We know why we're there. And it's, there's never any, any, any nonsense go on on set. Everybody's just having a really, really good time. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the best of the best. Even if you, I, I remember one day there was something in a scene that I was doing and he, I, I, I just felt that there needed to be a filter. And I, I went to him and he said, what's wrong? I can see something's bothering you. He said, well, it's not bothering me, but there, I, there's something's missing right here. That, you know, a movement or a word, or something. What do you think? And he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. So go ahead and say something. And he said, well, what do you want me to say? He said, don't ask me. It was your idea. <laughs> That's how he trusts his actors. And I will never forget that, that he trusts his actors. He just yeah. sits back, he writes it, he sits back and he watches, and, and then he's always watching on a camera. Everything we shoot is three cameras. Yeah. So he sees right then if that's what he wants or not. Yep. He's amazing. Yep. Yeah. He I is. am so we are all so fortunate to be working with him. And you know, one and two, uh he was the only director I had. Wow. He directed everything that I the first hmm, seven, eight eight shows I did. It was Taylor the whole time. He's he's fascinating to watch. And, you know, between takes, if there's going to be a, 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 you know, 20, 30 minutes between setups and we're out in the field, the boonies somewhere, he's good. He's always got his horse out there and he rides circles. Wow. With his little reigning horse. And I know Randy, my wife is a reiner. So I see him, you know, just walking and doing lead changes and, and, you know, riding at a counter and then slowing down to, you know, a slow, but not a trot, but still just with his, with his body. He, he's, he knows what he's doing with horses and that's his way of relaxing when set, when they're setting up the, uh, the the next shot.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, You know,
1: you mentioned, you mentioned your one man show uh, uh, Geronimo, if you had, if you had to narrow it down to maybe one thing, Rudy, What did you learn about the man? I'm sure there's a lot you learned about the man, but if you had to narrow it down for somebody who hasn't, who maybe doesn't know as much as you do or a historian knows, tell me one thing that if you had to tell somebody about Geronimo, what would it be? Geronimo was passionate
0: about his people, his land, and his family. Mm. Very passionate. And that's why he fought tirelessly for 10 years. It took two nations to get him to lay down arms. He didn't. He didn't get, he's, he'd been captured many times, but he always got away. Yeah. This time when he laid down arms, it was with Lieutenant Gatewood at a meeting, at a fireplace, when there was soldiers on this side with rifles, Indians on this side with rifles, and they were just down there talking, they made a deal for him to lay down arms, he would be moved to Florida to be on a reservation for the rest of his life. Mm. So he agreed to that, and then by the time that They they came to the soldiers came to get him and 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 his small uh, band of warriors. Um, Gatewood wasn't there anymore. It was somebody else. So they put him on they put him on a train. They sent him to Florida, and they got out of the train and they went right to a dungeon. Wow, That, Mm. that that was never ever honored. And then when the soldiers and the 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 military was seeing they the Indians were dying off, even the soldiers were dying off because. The Indians they didn't have their land to grow their herbs and stuff that would he- he- keep them from uh, being sick, right. and so there was people from you know across the the big the great waters that was coming with new diseases, and everybody was dying off down there. So they moved moved them to Alabama, and the same thing happened for another two years. Then they sent them to Fort Sill, Oklahoma, which is where I'm from. Mm. So and mm. he spent the final fifteen years of his life there. You know, as a prisoner of war in his own country. Wow. That's my story. Yeah. His passion for his people, his land, his tribe, um, his family. That's that's what struck me. And then I was see I saw but he he wasn't angry. He was defending his people, his land. Yeah. And he fought, and anybody would fought. If somebody came into your house and said, You're out of here, buddy. I'm taking it over. I, we just met, and I could see you'd fight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that—that's you know the land they took the land the families yeah. that killed them. Uh, so it, it's a, it's really a good story. It's it was well received all over the. the I went from California to Mississippi. I went from uh, Fort Worth, Texas, to Utah, and I shut down after five years because of the COVID. Sure. I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable being on airplanes or being in, in a small theater in, a, in another town. So I shut it down uh, in, in 19 and uh, in all my shows in, in 2020. And then this theater in, in Los Angeles where I had done it multiple times called me and said. The, the, the theater owner said, I, I would like for you to close the solo festival with your show. I'm going to, I'm going to live stream it all over the country and there will be no audience. I thought, well, that's a challenge.
1: Mm. No
0: audience, because I really related to my audience. I was talking to them the whole time, pacing back and forth, getting right there so they could see me and their eyes would get real big. And I I never felt like I lost one person in any theater when I was telling that story. So I said I would do it and it came out great. And when I walked off stage, I told my wife, I said, "I, I think that's it. Mm. And I went to Montana to do another episode of, of Yellowstone. When I came back, I knew it it was it. But I owned the link to that show. So when I go to like autograph signing shows or d- different events that I go to, mm-hmm. I have so, a lot of Geronimo t-shirts. And when somebody, somebody buys one, I give them the link to my show because I'm still reaching people. That's all I wanted to do is to reach as many people as I could. Sure. So we get, we write down their, their, their email and then we send it right there. So I'm still reaching people two years after, after I stopped doing it. So very
1: nice. Yeah.
0: yeah and yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for that too.
1: Yeah. Very nice. Um, You know, earlier we were talking about Taylor Sheridan and I know that Kevin Costner is an executive producer. How much say does he have Rudy in the show itself? Right. Cause I'm sure Ke- Taylor respects the hell out of Kevin because of, you know, who he is, what he's done, what he sees very creative eye, you know, Kevin's the face of Westerns in a lot of ways. Um, does, does Kevin have, or is this just all Taylor's thing and, 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 and we and, and everyone kind of does
0: their own thing or no,
1: is, Kev- they, is,
0: is Kevin's role a little different or no? He, well, yeah, because he's not writing it, but they have, there's a real trust between those two. You see them yeah. talk, you see them talking all the time and they're not arguing. If, if, <laughs> if Kevin's not agreeing with him, you can see his right foot starts pawing at <laughs> I can
1: I can picture that I can at, picture at, that
0: at the ground and, and I see him do that in the, in the movie too when he's getting upset a little bit yeah the, the show he'll start pawing like like a horse when they're come on turn me loose but I've never seen them argue he's got a big say so in in the show and and he's a writer himself but and he trusts he trusts Taylor too we all do so but he's got a I mean he's one of the executive producers uh I don't know if you, you probably know this because, uh, but uh, you know, HBO turned, turned the show down. Wow, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Taylor went to HBO and they felt like it needed to have some changes and possibly uh, Robert Redford. And I think Taylor, Taylor, Taylor got Robert Redford and they said, well, a, a younger Robert Redford. And by the time that, uh, you know, time was running out, and the guy who was running HBO at the time uh, and supported that project but couldn't get it done, he let Taylor take that with him. Yeah. So yeah. when when he – when he it was his last week of being with HBO, and I, f- I can't think of his name, but Taylor went right to Paramount, and they jumped on it.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't – get that's unbelievable. Um, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. unbelievable how would you describe your character felix long to somebody who hasn't seen the show yet rudy i i love my character felix hey. long felix me Long too.
0: is Felix is the elder of the reservation mm-hmm. the uh where people go to 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 talk even kevin the first scene that we did in episode one he was venting to me about these cattle who who wandered onto the reservation that belonged to the other ranchers and now we we're going to have a problem here. And when we did too, uh, as the show went on, um, he was venting to me and then he saw his son out in that pasture. And so he's, um, he, a lot of people have said, you know, he's the only sane one in (laughs) season one. Uh, he's, he's quiet. Uh, we had to kind of develop our own back back backstories about what happened. And, uh, the girl that plays uh, Kelsey Asbiel, who plays my granddaughter, uh, Monica. Monica, yeah. She had hers. I had mine, and we discovered we we decided that he was, you know, and in, in uh, what I learned in uh, in my Geronimo show is that a lot of natives were taken off the reservation and sent to Carlisle, Pennsylvania, to learn how to be white men. Mm. So I've decided that he, because I knew later on it was going to be discovered that he was a, a Vietnam veteran too so i decided yeah he was one of those that went to carlisle learned how to be a white man came out went to vietnam did his duty and then came back to the reservation so he is the most respected one on the reservation even more so than probably the chief mm. mm. uh, because the chief is new yeah and uh, and gil birmingham plays the chief and he's gil no. birmingham is a great actor he's i always tease him he said you're stronger than a home than a homemade soap buddy <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty that's pretty heavy duty right there homemade soap. but he's yeah. he's a nice quiet guy he's kind of he kind of reminds me of some of the uh, natives that i grew up around especially the comanches or the um the Kiowas. yeah he's, he's real quiet he's real kind of sly he's always got this sly little grin yeah don't know if he's laughing at you or laughing with you yeah uh, but then when you when you get him and he starts to trust you, he kind of opens up. He's he's a you know, he works nonstop. He does Yellowstone and then he goes and does another, another series, another mini series. He finishes that, comes to Yellowstone, and then does another mini series.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's a great actor. He's amazing in Wind River. I mean, amazing. Yes. Um, like it's heartbreaking. And, and, and he's also great in Hell or High Water. Like and, and I sure. noticed yeah, and I noticed that Kevin has a couple of the same guys. Um, I, I know with Taylor, he has Gil Birmingham, James Jordan, brings back a couple of those same guys. Costner has Neil McDonough. He has Will Patton, guys he's worked with. Um, yeah. You know, Felix reminds me of, Rudy, I, my two favorite characters that I feel like are very similar are, are you and Lloyd Pierce. You guys have this, like, calming, this 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 beautiful, like, this 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 way about you the way you treat people the characters it's very much like i don't know if you remember an actor called uh, named richard farnsworth yeah yeah, you both remind me and and if richard was alive today i'm sure he'd be on the show he's when i think of the west and straight story he's he's right out of that but you remind me very much of, of lloyd pierce in the sense that down deep you're just wonderful human beings these characters is that an accurate comparison is that am i close to something there
0: yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, 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 Felix is is very close to my heart. Yeah. And it, it wasn't hard to to develop, a, you know, a, an inner dialogue. It, the words were there, and I have those feelings. So I am a pretty calm person, and I, I, I because of my age, I, I have learned a lot. So yeah. when I'm doing these wonderful scenes, that I just really just bring me out even even more so. So, uh, and I think that I was able to, to bring that, you know, to the character. I think that that's what Taylor saw when I when I did that reading that got me the part, especially the, the he, he wanted me to say one line a little different when, in my reading. And I, I, I did, but I didn't know who said it. And I said, oh yeah, yeah, I could do that. So did that scene again, and I did my, my last line Differently. I I kind of I just softened it like and I that's when he said, Yep, that's it. Yeah. I thought, okay, this is the way this is the way that scene goes. Now I know he sold it for me right then. Yeah. You know
1: and, and you know, Rudy, you know what else I don't think is a coincidence? Oftentimes when we see Felix, he's wearing that Vietnam veteran hat. I feel like that's not a coincidence when they show him wearing that hat. I feel like it's almost like, listen. There's lots of people that went over to Vietnam to fight. Like, just please don't forget that. Like, I don't don't know, maybe I'm reading more into it, but I feel like the fact that he wears that hat, I'm not going to say it's a statement, but I'm going to say it's more than just casual wear.
0: No, I I think it is a statement. They've just never really, because we took off so, so quick. Yeah. We got so big, so quick that there's, there are storylines that haven't been explored. Sure. And, you know, I get, I get a lot of, uh, uh, fans write me they say, "We we want to see more of Felix. We want, to yeah. see. and that's one of the characters that you know is is a recurring character. And the show's not about me, so that it hasn't really been able to be explored uh, more than it has been. Uh, and you know, I, and I'm fine with that too, because like I said, the show's not about me. I'm just a part of the show. But yeah, I, uh, I I do think it's it is a statement." That yeah. shows you another. That shows you another color, another level of of uh, my character. Just that hat. That's yeah. a statement. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I and I love the way I'm he. You, tr- I'm glad you saw that. Thank yeah, you. I, I tell you, I pay attention, Rudy. I pay attention. Yeah, um, yeah you do. And and I love the way he treats, um, Tate, Casey, and Monica like they're his own kids. Like it's not just Monica he gravitates. I mean, obviously he cares for Monica, but he 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 embraces them all. He's very nurturing to all of them. He's very. Yeah. He's very important to all of them. And that's another facet to Felix that I really love a lot.
0: Yeah. I, uh, t- uh, Taylor let me kind of develop that relationship with uh, uh, Luke. Who plays yeah. Casey. Um, and I really like Luke anyway. He's a really, really nice guy. And, yeah. And a sweet, sweet person and wonderful actor. But we kind of have developed a thing. And, you know, it was in that in episode one, when I, whenever I had to tell him, you know, now we're, you know, we're going to have, we're going to, we're going to fight and maybe you should go home and, and take care of my granddaughter. And, you know, we, we had a, a conversation about that. And then my last line was until they find a cure for human nature, you know, man yeah. always, you know, always do the wrong thing or something. And I said, uh, the man has to stay with his own people and and then I took a pause and Taylor had built me a little thing so I could get a a stand on because he's tall and I just could walk right up to him and I put my hands on him and I said and you are not our people Hmm. and Hmm. you saw in his it was like a gut punch to him yeah and that's Taylor's writing and, and the, there was more to that scene. He said, well, you know, a man chooses his own people. To, but Taylor, when we had that moment, he cut it right there. Yeah. There was more. I walked away, he said something, I turned around, and I said, you know, we'll choose then. That was good writing, but when we had that moment, and he, uh, I walked away and they yelled cut when I was walking away. And I thought, okay, I think we put, we found something here. And that's yeah. the way they left it. Yeah. People come up to me all the time, they sneak up on me, Put their hands on me and say, "You are not our people." <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm a little edgy, a little jumpy sometimes. And people, people grab me and, and they'll say that line, and I love it. You know, how many, how many projects do you do where people come and they repeat your lines? I've had huh. that. Happen, I've had that happen a couple of times. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, in a movie one time I did with Jan Michael Vincent and Art Carney called Defiance. It 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 was really a good movie. But it, it fell into um, one studio, made it, and then they were sold uh, oh, to another studio about the time it was going to be released. Mm-hmm. And the studio that bought that company didn't want anything to do with the movie that, that they didn't make. But it went, it was finally several years later sold to CBS. And you remember, they used to have the CBS Saturday Night Movies, and yeah. the number one rated movie uh, for that month. Wow. it was really it was really a good a good film. And I played a New York Puerto Rican street gang gang member. Yeah. Leader leader of a gang. And then um uh, uh, I, I had a couple of lines in there that were that was pretty scary. And yeah. people people used to come up to me and repeat those lines from that movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, great. That's yeah, great. Yeah.
1: And one of the other things I noticed about Felix too, as well as Mo brings Plenty's character, as well as Gil's character. There's a restraint that they show, right? They don't – because Rip and, and Beth lose their minds like this. Like they just go from zero to one million in a blink of an eye. I feel like uh, Felix. I feel like Mo. I feel like Gil's character. They show restraint. They have this passive way. And you know they could. You know Mo has a level to him we haven't seen yet That's that you never want to see. Uh, yep. Same with Gill. Same, you know. Is is that an accurate observation? You think? Yes, it,
0: yes, it is. And 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 my take on that is that's the native way. Right, right. That's right. the native way. Hold it all in, um, and be reserved. Uh, Any time that you are around, just all natives, you'll see that. Even just amongst our own people and yeah. then you get as goofy as anybody else but yeah that that restraint is that's just a part of, 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 of that's a native way
1: maybe the one exception rudy being the attorney on the, the the one that they never wanted to go near i forget her name now um oh the, the, yeah the new yeah, attorney yeah kind of- yeah she's maybe not she's maybe the exception to that rule because she looks like she's 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 going to a level that we're not going to be able to process but uh
0: well there's yeah. trouble makers makers in every tribe and she's she's one of them
1: yeah yeah very very well said um you know a couple of other taylor's work um sicario Hell or high water wind river have any of them stood out to you um as far as i you know before you got this role um any of those movies uh wind river uh did any I, of those
0: i saw them all three and I loved them all, yeah yeah i loved i loved sicario, and I didn't know who Taylor was, and then i um uh, uh, what was the second one, the middle one? Uh, it was wind river, Sicario, uh,
1: and hell or high water, oh, hell or high water.
0: And I loved that film. And I yeah. love what Gill did in that film. And then I saw, uh, what was the third one?
1: Uh, it was hell or high water, How- Sicario and, 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 wind river, wind river
0: and wind river. And, yeah, and that, yeah. that movie that movie blew me away. Uh, yeah. it, it, it was, it was real powerful. Um, and you know the the girl who plays uh, my my granddaughter, uh, Kelsey Asbille. She was in the opening. She was in the movie. She's the one who got raped. Yes. And, oh,
1: and, I need to connect that. Yes, you're right.
0: Yes, yeah. But in the opening of the movie, there was this young girl naked running up from the in the snow
1: for like for like five or like a, a bunch of miles. Yes, I forgot. How did I miss that? Oh uh, that my was,
0: god. That was Kelsey, and that was it. Was real snow. And that's that. I mean, she's fearless. I can't I can't think of any actress that would have done that. She did in the cold. Wow. And then in that rape scene, you know, I don't know if you saw, but I mean, she was really fighting. She was really fighting and they took her down. But I mean, she was throwing some (laughs) she she was throwing some. But, yeah, she's fearless. But, yeah, that movie just broke my heart. Oh, it's hard. It's hard to watch Gil at the end. Like it's 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 beyond. It's it's
1: it's one yeah. of my all time favorites because it's so it's so um, it's so has so much humanity behind it, so much emotion behind it. You know, and the fact that you know they almost like don't keep statistics of who's missing when it comes to Native American women is is like a ten miles past heartbreaking. It's just so, I
0: don't know. Uh, and you you know, and that's. I'm so happy that Taylor brings that to the forefront yeah. of any a, any of his projects because it's something that's gone on forever, and mm-hmm. it gets no attention whatsoever because the, the the reservation police have all authority there, and the regular police don't, so they don't even bother. You know, even if there's somebody, if they found a, a body, and you call them, you know, that you need to, they won't come. They there won't. was a little of that in Yellowstone, right, Rudy? Yeah. Was a little oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 based on truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know it's why? A, you th- it's a serious, serious problem. You know, you want to get rid of a body, go to the reservation, uh, dump it. I yeah. mean, even even if it didn't happen on the reservation to a native, somebody that's just like a dumping yard. But unfortunately, it does happen to many natives, native women, young yeah. women, native women. Yes, yeah, and, and, and James. Just, and James Jordan, James Jordan, who
1: plays uh, one of the livestock agents, um, he plays the guy at the end that Jeremy Renner makes walk in the snow. He goes, when you're as tough as I, I forget the line, but remember, he makes him walk the snow like she walked the snow and he, he couldn't do it. Remember Barefoot at the end? He makes him walk this in the snow. No, I don't remember. At the, at the end of Wind River, he because remember, she had to walk in the snow at the beginning and it was like so painful. And, you know, she walked. she was so fierce and tough and Wind River, Jeremy Renner made. James Jordan, who plays the guy that, that was behind that rape scene, do the same thing that she had to do at the beginning of the movie just to show him how tough she was. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just a very small world. Why do you think Yellowstone
0: works, Rudy? Um, well, the writing, uh, is there. Mm -hmm. It is there. And then having a world-class, uh, crew, a cast and crew, uh, the The crew is as important as the cast. Yeah. they're the they're the best I've ever worked around, and and the acting, the actors are all just perfectly picked, and we've we've all been doing it a long time, so we're you know with that material, but but it's the material is what makes it click, mm. uh, you mm. know. Kevin is a really good lead man, and um, I, that's that draw people. Drew people to see it. I think in the first place because I don't think people really realized who Taylor Sheridan was, or any of the people who have become stars. You know, in the last three, four, or five years, but uh, that got us an audience. And the thing that uh, it's the material. It's Taylor's. It's Taylor's writing. Yeah, for sure. And that that writing will always continue. Yellowstone will be his baby. That was that's the one that that put him on the map. Even after he had had. Nominated for an Academy Award for uh, Hell or High Water. Yeah. And when River, uh, he won uh, at the Cannes Film Festival uh, a director award there. Yeah. And it should have done well over here. But at the time, uh, Harvey Weinstein's name was attached. That's right. That's right. Yes. That project. And when all of that stuff started coming out about him, it Mm. killed that movie. A lot of people don't know that. Mm. But you do. Yeah. I do. I remember watching it at the Directors uh, Guild in, in Hollywood. Kathy and I went over to, you know, to see the screening of the movie. And mm-hmm. when when uh, uh, Harvey's name came on, the, the audience booed. Wow! So wow. it had it had it had no chance because uh, I think that Gill should have been nominated for an Academy Award, and the, and the Comanche tribe was going to back him with finances. And then when all that happened, they said, "Can't do it. Just throw yeah. money, throw money away." Yeah, so that's killed what killed. It. That's what killed that. And I don't think that I'm sharing anything that. No, no, we, no. We all don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I Gil wouldn't be uh, upset, but because I was upset that he, I and I, I I asked him one time why, how, how could they not nominate you, Gil? I said I, I voted for you because I'm an Academy member. I said I voted for you, and we were going to the rap party. Uh. In a, in a car, somebody was driving us, and he told me that story. Yeah, he's and he's terrific, he's just so
1: good, and so it's just he's got such a way. Yeah, you're right, you're he probably would have been nominated for
0: sure, you know. But, oh, yeah he, yeah, he he's he's the one that tore my heart out,
1: yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in that movie. Yeah, it's hard, it's heart, it, heartbreaking, yeah. you know, and, and it's tough to watch the Broken Rock Reservation because there's always a sense of there's definitely pride but there's always a sense of sadness and you can clearly see a lot of the poverty that goes on in the reservation. It's And, and, I, and I love how they left. They're so authentic to that. They're not trying to cover it up and make it look such so, a so wonderful, like it's a sad thing. Like it's a, and I'm, I'm not trying to sound like somebody who's like breaking new ground here with information, but it's a very difficult and sad place to watch because these, po- like, even though I'm one behind the current one, I mean, the president's starting to come in now and they're shooting the dogs. Like they don't matter. Like, I was like, I was like, what the, what is going on
0: here? Yeah. That, that, that kind of got me too. And I don't understand that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that a president's ever been to a reservation in modern times. Right. But yeah, that, that, but if, if Taylor wrote it, it probably happened.
1: No, I I don't doubt it. I don't doubt. Oh, I don't, I I don't doubt that at all. Um, you know, um, I have a few more questions. Thank you for this time, Rudy. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure
0: talking to you. Believe me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's mutual for sure. Um, the one thing the one character i have that it, it my wife loves her i i have a tough time with her her approach is beth um <laughs> I, I i i don't get it like i know jamie is a flawed character like i get it but i hate when she like belittles him tells him to kill him like for me beth is a, a terrific actor i'm not saying that i'm just saying the character it's played so well I, I can't, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't relate to Beth. I don't, I don't get her style. I don't like her style. Um, am I, I, th- I think I'm alone in that because everyone loves Beth except me. Well,
0: no, you're not alone, but you're, you're in the minority because they love that character or they hate that character. And yes. the, the hates way out, uh, out, you know, out, out, both the, the, <laughs> the ones that, 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 love her. I mean, the, uh, there's t-shirts all over America. This is, don't mess with me, I'll put Beth on you and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's Beth t-shirts. Yeah. And and you know, the thing is, is is she is so petite. And she, yeah. you know, when I first met her, Kelsey introduced me to her over lunch who we would on set one day. She said, Come and sit, come and sit down, and eat with us. And she's got this English accent that's really heavy. And I I I knew she was English, but I didn't know that. I had seen her in another series several years ago, and she was really good. Yeah. And she, she spoke with an American accent. But, you know, when she's not doing Beth, she got a real strong English accent. And she's so small, but she's got that big personality. She's a wonderful actress. And I don't know that you're supposed to hate her, but people do. That's, that's when you know you. Because I've played a lot of villains. Yeah. I've been slapped before yeah. uh, because of a, a role that I did. And this lady came up and just slapped me, and I'm like, "What? What are you, what are you doing?" She so said, "You deserve that," and then walked off. And they said, "Well, I guess I did my job." Uh, so she yeah. does her job, uh, and she does treat Jamie um, horribly. But you know, he's starting to—he's starting be, to earn uh, some. He's starting to earn some of that. I, yeah, I, I agree. I yeah, agree. yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. But yeah, I agree. But, but but not what what. Uh, you know, the way that she does it, but that's, it, it works. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. works. But you know, I, earlier,
1: I yeah, yeah, yeah. Earlier you mentioned, um, I think you said your wife was, um, in, into
0: horses or, or you, I thought it oh, was, you,
1: you, well, we,
0: we, we both have horses, but she's much higher level than me. I mean, she does reigning. she has been a reiner. Uh, wow. she's, now she's onto something else, but yeah, if she had, uh, the horse, Jake, who we still have, He's at a retirement uh, farm up by, uh, uh, it's called Squillama. It's yeah. a right above Ojai. Um, he was the California Horse of the Year in 2001 or two. Wow. And raining. Yeah. Wow. Jakey, boy. Jakey, he was a champion. Yeah. And California is a big state, too, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Rudy, what is it about horses and horse movies? I got to tell you, like, like Rip said, I'd rather kill a thousand men before I kill another horse. And I, saw, I absolutely see where he's coming from. Yes. You know, we, you were talking about movies like The Horse Whisperer, Biscuit, Dreamer, War Horse, Hidalgo. They hit you right in the heart. Like, it's like a massive kick. Like, these are such stunning, beautiful animals that
0: are, I, I don't know what, Rudy, what is it? Am, am I just, am I just emotional? Yeah, you are, but for the <laughs> right reason. I mean, yeah. I, I'm emotional too. They are They are the most magnificent one of the most magnificent animals on this planet. Uh, And they are the most misunderstood animal in this planet. No one bothers to think the way that a horse thinks Mm. or sees it from their point of view. They Mm. try to force them to do it. That's why uh, like the people who are really horse whispers although there's no such a thing, they do things in a natural way. And when I came into horses, my wife, Kathy, was already into natural horsemanship, and I learned from watching her learn even more. She's much higher level, but I learned. I mean, I've never seen a horse that she couldn't do something with when their their owners had given up. And in a very short time, because she speaks their language, she communicates with them by by body language. So. She she earns their respect. Yeah, they they respect her as the leader. And so then pretty soon they just start doing what she asks because she is asking for this or that. And when they show just even a try, she'll just stop what she's doing and give them a rub. And then you keep doing that pretty soon. They've got it. Now, that's a slow way to go, but it's a good way to go. And I, I've seen her have seen work with some really rank horses and have them. You know, she was riding them. The, the hard thing in, in, in within a month, maybe two, and then turn them back to the owner. and They undo everything you've done in about a week uh, yeah. because they won't bother to learn how to relate to a horse. They're, they're not dogs, they're not cats, they're not pets. They can kill you. I got kicked in the face by a horse. And most people wow. die when they get a kick like that or they are in a coma for the rest of their lives. It it just knocked me down, but it just my orbital, my right orbital was just smashed like stepping on a bag of potato chips. Wow! Didn't didn't have any, uh, you know, I I didn't lose my eye, I didn't lose any teeth. There was no more brain damage than what was already there because I was, (laughs) I was a child of the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I love I love watching skilled horsemen train horses that 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 are not broke yeah or or that or they have some really really they've gotten into some really bad habits because of, uh, of the way that that human has been handling them and they don't trust yeah you earn, their, you earn their their respect and they're just beautiful animals if you just sit there and and rub one pretty soon you know they they love it too yeah they, don't, they don't trust there's nothing in the world feels any better than when you're just rubbing a horse and then it just drops its head down like that and you're just still rubbing it. And they're just uh, quietly, and I mean, you're talking about 1,200 pounds of dynamite that could blow up at any minute. And they're just, they've just given everything they have to you. That's a great feeling.
1: That's a great, that's a great answer. You know, Rudy,
0: their, I. Their instinct on horses is absolutely right. They are magnificent animals.
1: You know, about 20 years ago, Rudy, I had a friend who owned a horse and we, we she brought me to go horseback. Maybe it was a little bit longer, maybe 20, 25 years ago to go horseback riding she had a horse and then um we both had kind of went um i was just and to this day the and these aren't like they weren't super huge horses they were just you know i I was just like a regular size horse but the the sheer massiveness of it just being on top of it like I, i i'll never forget it like you watch it on tv you're like oh that's just like riding a bike or it's like you know you are high up on this huge beast like I'll never forget that I will never forget
0: the massiveness of these animals it's about a 1, thousand twelve hundred pounds of dynamite mm. and they can they can launch you a long way uh, but uh, they're they're really magnificent animals they're just mistreated and misunderstood mm. Mm. you know just much like dogs and cats are too they're just bigger but you know the the animals are it's just not they're misunderstood. You got to learn to relate to your animal, whether it's a dog, cat or a horse. Sure. And you can. And you can. I've seen uh, I saw some videos the other day of like these people in in some place in Africa. And they got these babies following them around and they grow up and they just they see this that person and they start making ah, making noise and they trot over to them, they put their 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 whole body leaning against them and they just rub them. They don't forget. Yeah, that's just somebody that has a way with those animals. I wouldn't try it but I don't know anything about dealing with an animal or a big cat or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: and That's you got
0: really- me, Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It, it, and you got me thinking because um just thinking about the show thinking about Taylor here. Um I, I really we talked about his writing his directing. I didn't realize how good of an actor he was, Rudy. Oh like, yeah. Or, I didn't realize it. Like, I I mean, he's blown me away with his he's a natural on camera. I, I was not expecting that. You know he was in
0: Sons of Anarchy for three years, don't you?
1: Uh, you know, if he was, and I watched that show, I, I probably forgot. I probably you, forgot. You know,
0: the, the, the town that they lived in, the bikers, uh, it was called, forget what the name of it, but there, there was a sheriff and there was a deputy sheriff. Yeah. And Taylor was the deputy sheriff. And he uh, he he had a really good part. He was in it for three years. And at the end of the third season, everybody got a raise but him. And he went to the, the, he's got a, he's got a lot of huevos at Taylor. He just wanted a meeting with the suits you know, the powers that be as to why he didn't get a raise Yeah. and everybody else did. And I said, well, we didn't think you were worth it. Oh my God. And yeah, that's what I said. They Hmm. said that. And He said, that's what they said. I said, what'd you do? I I just left. I didn't make a scene. I just left and I didn't ever come back. Because he yeah. didn't have a contract anymore, he didn't quit. They didn't fire him. He just passed.
1: That's so he—that's—that's
0: that's when he started writing heavily, and he's his wife uh, Nicole was very very supportive, and she's a beautiful gorgeous woman. Yeah, as a model, and he started writing, and man, he, that was the best thing that ever happened to him. That's
1: what it is. to do it's funny how that works rudy right because it's funny how people find their destiny right like you and your 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 geronimo play i'm sure you weren't expecting this i'm sure taylor was like like it's funny how adversity and and negativity sometimes can spawn
0: these like great moments right yeah yeah my last question got good. i'm sorry it's no it's just like stuff that was meant to be uh yes Did happened uh, when i got into acting i didn't come to california to be an actor i just came because i was a young kid and i wanted to get out of oklahoma i didn't see anything there for me and all of this thing started happening and i just followed them i figured that you know that the creator had a reason for this happening and i and i just followed it i just followed it and followed it and here i am you know 53 years later talking to you i'm still yeah, doing it so that's great. and yeah. i I, be- I believe that way you know you don't mess with it just follow it and if it's a, if it's a bad thing, you'll, you'll sense it. And, and I, you know, I move away from bad things. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I've, I've been part of bad things before and I went, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. i am getting my hat and I'm out of here.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. My, my last question for you is, um, do you know, um, Taylor's plan for Felix moving forward or do you know the plan
0: for Felix moving forward? Um, no, I do not. Mm. I have no idea. The storylines keep changing. Uh, And I've seen that pattern, and and I know it to be true. We are such a big hit that every year there's new characters that come on, and some stay, and then some just do, they're they're and out. And then the next year, the same thing. And then the next year, the same thing. And uh, the bunkhouse uh, gang, the bunkhouse boys uh, plus the girl, they've gotten bigger some of them have gone they've gotten bigger their roles have gotten bigger there's only mm-hmm. so much to go around in uh, in a one-hour show and i see the storylines are moving away from the reservation and more towards the yellowstone and uh, now now john uh, dutton is is the governor so i don't know i don't i i don't even know if i'm in their plans. But I wouldn't say, oh no, I'm not, because you don't know Taylor. You don't know yeah. what he's gonna when he needs you, he'll call you. You know, when we first started the show, the day that I got into um, Utah, I I, I I was brought to the set uh to be, meet with the wardrobe lady who was on set and also I think the makeup people. And then on the way back to the hotel, I was with Buck Taylor. Yeah, Buck Taylor just, you know, died in one of these episodes. Yeah. And he said, "You know, Rudy, uh, I've worked with this guy." I said, "What guy?" He said, "Taylor." I said, "Oh, really?" And he said, "Yeah, I've done a couple of movies with him." And he said, "He uses a lot of the same actors over and over." And he said, "I think this thing's going to go three, four years, so just hang in there." Yeah. And I know, but I know, but for a long, long time. And I said, "Oh, well, that's nice to know." And he was right. See, he was in all five seasons too. He just got killed, and like but Taylor said, I don't kill the old ones, but he let him die a really beautiful death. That's yeah, he died under
1: the tree, right, Rudy? He's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a and and Costa or John Dutton was very adamant about that's the way. Even Rip said that's the way to go. That's an honorable way to go. That's the way you want to go.
0: You know, you asked something about, uh, and I'll, I'll stop this, but uh, Kevin is a real on set when he's when he's acting. He if, if any little thing. Needs to be corrected. He will speak up, and never in a, in a way that's degrading to anybody. He just will point things out that you know he feels should be fixed. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's a real stickler for that. Even the little boy, uh, Tate. You know, Tate. Well, we all love Kevin. I love Kevin. He's become a really good friend, and yeah. I'm so grateful for that too. Uh, he's always got my back. And the little boys had learned so much from him. And then now he's starting to lean on me when because you know, he's getting older and he's not afraid of me. We had this scene accepted in, in that first episode, the second, uh, no, in the sixth episode where I was trying to tell him uh, about uh, share something real personal for, and you know, needed to tell a little boy about that. And I took him out of the house when his mom and dad were inside, took him out, put him on the swing. And I was trying to tell him something and, he was in a swing and he was rocking like that, rocking like that. And I was saying, Tate, Tate, Tate. And he didn't. And I shook that, 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 <laughs> uh, that swing that he was on. And he was like that. And everybody said, hey, hey, hey. And then we shot it again. So we, I finally got his attention. And then we did the scene and it was really a beautiful scene that Taylor wrote. (laughs) But after, after we did the scene, Taylor was walking by and I was going the other way and he said, boy, I wouldn't want to have you for my grandfather. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and I love the way, uh,
1: Costner never calls him Tate. He always calls him grandson, grandson. Like, it's just so cool. It's just, the show is so great because of the all-star cast Rudy. I am such a big fan and, I, I really value and treasure every minute you gave to me tonight, and I, and oh. I can't thank you enough.
0: Oh, thank you. It's been a, it's been a real pleasure. You're very. You, your audience should know we just met uh, when the show started. As a matter yeah. of fact, I was a little late because we were having trouble with the with the, the lighting here. Yeah, but it's a pleasure talking to you and somebody who's knowledgeable not just about my parts, but the show and everybody on it. It was a treat, real treat. Um, Thank thank you so much. Take care of
1: yourself. All the best.
0: I shall. You too. Bye bye. Merry Christmas. Save
1: save to you. Happy New Year. Thank you. Bye bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also connect with Monday Morning Critic on Instagram and Facebook, MDM Critic on Twitter, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. All episodes available www.mmcpodcast.com.